Hey everyone, my name is Sarah Tillamont and welcome to Her Ascension Story, the podcast that proves the world is transformed by every hero's personal adventure. Here we talk about the real and the raw things that make up life and what it really is. It's the authentic things that should be talked about more, and I'm talking people's stories from around the world that we can all see ourselves reflected in. Yoga, sex, consciousness, healing, the hard parts about life, and so much more. My hope is that you get inspired here to go deeper on your personal and if you like this stuff and you want to go deeper together, be sure to check me out on Instagram at Her Ascension Story. Thank you so much for being here. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone. This week, we are going so deep again into the Starseed stuff. So if you haven't listened, we have two weeks ago an episode based off of the Healer Soul, Star Soul um, archetype. And that was really all about experiencing healing and integrating the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual densities of Earth. Last week, we talked about um, really accessing star wisdom and star knowledge through the teacher archetype. And that was really honoring the teacher within and the star nations while also opening up this knowledge to anyone on the path and really kind of deepening this authentic inner wisdom. Um, And this week is so juicy because we are talking about awakening and and activation. So this is really with the lighthouse archetype. And all of these archetypes were actually created by Ashley Delphine, who is with me as always today. And so she's going to be telling us all about the lighthouse star soul archetype. And so really what this is all about is really inspiring your deepest homecoming, really empowering your own unique awakening journey within, um, within a collective, within yourself, um, within the collective, within yourself, because let's be honest, that's where the universe and source really is. And then offering you a secret container to really explore more. So um, you don't really have to know anything about these archetypes. If you want to go back and listen to the previous episodes, if you haven't, I think that you would really love them um, because you can really see at least some part of yourself within each of these archetypes. Um, but this week, I, I just love it. The lighthouses are the inspirers and the people that like really just show us who we really are. And so we're going to dive right in. So Ashley Delphine, if you want to tell us about the lighthouse archetype and how it relates to the beautiful starseed school that we've created together and, and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Now I think that you love the lighthouses because the Mintonkas are here. Let's be real. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let's just be real. And I'm not mad about it because I love it. So we're good. Um, anyway, so with the lighthouses, this is really the archetype of inspiration of light, of showing us the way in the darkness. I literally think of an actual lighthouse. What is that doing? It's keeping us from harm. It is helping us to see which way to go. It's showing us where the shore is to know our, our connection to certain things. There's so many different aspects and ways to see what a lighthouse energy is that all the different star nations are literally just bringing us closer to our own gifts and needs and things like that. So like, I love the art lighthouses too. I don't want to say that I pick favorites, um, <laughs> but they might be in the top two. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to say that. Um, but <laughs> we're going to go into, um, like uh, archetypal energy. Like we mentioned with every, um, podcast so far with archetypes is basically just an essence and a connection into um bigger energies than that have been around forever archetypes are overviews of inf- of of knowledge and wisdom and light and healing and all of those things they are kind of 
like I always keep saying that we are the roots or the iterations of the star nations and the star nations come through archetypal energy. Um, archetypes have been in all kinds of different places in all kinds of different lineages in psychology and mythology. Everything has an archetype, even in looking at the tarot. If you work with tarot, those are archetypal energies in the major arcana, and those are big, huge themes in our lives. So that, there's no, no different here. The lighthouses show us and illuminate those themes for us. So let's just dive into the nations. This is my favorite part of these talks. <laughs> yeah. So each of the archetype has uh, around five or six star nations that, um, are actually embodied with each. I think the, the healers, they were the Pleiadians, right? The Hadarians, um, the Spickens. Can't remember the other ones off the top of my head, but we had the Orions and the Syrians and, um, you know, other juicy ones and the teachers. So the lighthouses, I, my favorite way that you describe it is the cheerleaders. And I think it's just so perfect. So I'll let you go now. <laughs> So we're going to start, uh, we're going to talk about six different star nations and the ones that we talk about in the star seed school of remembering, these are only 22 of the star nations that are on earth. There are more, um, there are ones like the Martians. There's actually a, a, a group of beings from Mars that are on earth. They don't normally come here with like a mission. They're here because of what happened with their planet. The planet's no longer accessible. So they're here because of that. They didn't really choose this. Um, so there's different star nations that are, there's more of them than the ones that we talk about in the class, but these are the ones that really embody those seeds of energy here, which is why they're a part of this archetypal energy. So going off of that, we'll start talking about, um, the beings that call themselves the guardians of earth. They're the alpha centauri. So in a guardian aspect, the alpha centauri, they're actually our neighboring star system. So they're the closest ones to our sun. And I don't know if you know this, but our sun actually has a name. It's called soul S O L. Hmm. Um, I didn't actually, I mean, it makes sense because like soul solar, but like, <laughs> I never knew that it was named that. Um, so they're the closest to soul and they, uh, kind of see themselves as being here to protect us on earth from the negativity and the things that happens here. So a lot of, um, alpha centauris are very much attached to and connected with showing us a proper way of being. So they really make excellent neighbors and providers. They're very protective of energy. So when we talk about like the a lighthouse protecting us from things and showing us where you should not go because they're keeping like ships from ashore, that's literally what the Alpha Centauri are kind of here doing. They're fighters of injustices. They're very dependable and loyal. Um, and they just have like this practical approach to life. They don't think of like they want like functionality and practicality and things like that are really important to them. And we do have to have those pieces in our lives. We can't just be, even though it sounds fun, flitting around and super spiritual all the time. We have to be able to embody those like earthy practicality efficiency things so that we have time and the abilities to rise up into our spiritual selves. So um, they are kind of in my eyes, the balancers and the guardians of that balance and that like movement between the two. Um, and I've never explained them that way before. That feels really good to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm beaming over here. I'm like, this is amazing because yeah. <laughs> I mean, if somebody is that close to us, you would expect that they would, if they're at a level where they can really help us, um, then that's exactly what they would be doing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next we have the Lyrans. Um, I'm, I'm also a Lyran. That's part of my lineage. Um, and the Lyrans are actually, they're called, the, we call them the sovereign. 
um, and not sovereign as in like king, queen, um, leader kind of aspect, but sovereign as in they teach us how to keep our energy sovereign. They are actually said to be the root race of all humanoid races in the galaxy. So they're kind of like our big papa, big mama energy, I guess, in a way. Um, and they're the first ones to really seed um, different energies here on earth. Um, so they actually lived on a planet called Avalon, which is very interesting that we have Avalon in our own mythology on this planet. And that was um, destroyed by different races um, in a war that was happening. The, the Orion War is a whole thing. We, we don't have time to get into that today. Um, but Lyrans are all over the world. So they really show us um, they're very intelligent and they're here to help us realize our true nature. Our true nature is that we are these big energy bodies, these big batteries of energy. We are able to co-create. We're able to have levels of consciousness that are not like quote unquote normal for the, like an earth seed kind of concept and earth seeds can be spiritual and have bigger consciousnesses, but they're more like physicality and they, those bigger consciousness, bigger consciousness ideas are more physical, like technology and doing things like that. They can still be in those higher consciousness or the, even the densities or, um, the dimensional energy that we've been talking about lately between Sarah and I, um, they can still be in those. Um, but star seeds have an, I guess, maybe an easier path to that because we hold these seeds of knowing our sovereignty and the Lyrans are the ones who really show us that connection and that deeper, um, they show us kind of the ways to it, like, like the, they light that path ahead to give us that, those opportunities in an easier way, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. And they're helping everybody, like it, not just star seeds there. Yes. That's the whole reason of being a star seed is to help earth seeds and earth just earth and everybody start literally everybody to to i mean no matter what archetype you know your lineage is from you're still a teacher you're still here inspiring you're still here to help heal you're still here to help shift and shake things up like the good keepers that we'll be talking about in the next episode and so it's just so amazing to to see it all laid out in these specific star nations Mm -hmm. and how how they bring the specific frequency to earth. And that's why in the starseed school, we're talking about each specific nation of like all the seeds that come from it, the gifts, the missions, the roles, everything, how you can apply that to yourself. And then how you can actually have tools and practices to make this real in your life, to empower your life purpose. Totally. I'm just going to like, I'm going to stop right there. I can keep going, but I won't. (laughs) I know it's so good. It's so good. Um, all right. So we'll go into the Mintonkas next. Um, so we actually call the Mintonkas the cheerleaders and that is because that's literally what they do. (laughs) Like they are, um, the people in your life that are so invested in you seeing your light and your gifts and how innately beautiful and amazing and um, unique you are. They see the human potential and the star potential and how it works together. And they know what you're capable of, even if you don't see it. They're the ones who see those pieces of you and try to call them out. And really that's that, that's what cheerleaders do. They're there to help hype you up. Like they're the ones on the sidelines, like you can do this. We got this, like, let's go. Um, and they're always looking out for your best interests. Mintonkins, when, you know, on their own nation of Artrubia, um, they didn't have to deal with the spiritual aspect of, of darkness. Like they didn't, they don't have to deal with the shadow side. 
So a lot of Mintonkans, when they come to earth, they're actually dealing with that physicality, that shadow aspect that we have here. And they still have duality um, on our Turbia with Mintonkas, um, but it's, it's heavier on this planet because we have four densities. Mintonkas only have to deal with the spiritual and the emotional density. They don't have that physicality, that mental density to work through. So when they incarnate here, it can be harder for them. So they have to find ways to be spiritual, to connect to those pieces on a deeper level. And when you have to work harder for something, it you, you tend to understand it in a deeper, more kind of expansive way, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're showing us how to, to do these things and cheerleading us along the way, but they're also doing the deep work as well. And this is so awesome because like both of your star keepers, um, um, are literally Mintankas. We've done this work. We've had to work through this shit and we are coming through and we still want, we want you to succeed sometimes more than we want to succeed. Like we are so invested in, in everybody seeing um, how amazing they are. And I can't tell you how many conversations that, that Sarah and I had between us of like people that, um, with the, even our clients that we don't know who they are. Like, I don't know Sarah's clients and Sarah doesn't know some of mine, but like, we just, we see how amazing they are and we just want them to see how awesome this is. Um, <laughs> each other too. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hello. Like if there are coaches, like spiritual coaches out there listening to this, like you might be, I mean, talking. yeah, seriously, so there are these professions and these careers that fit so perfectly into these, um, archetypes and into the exact nations as well so it's like once you know this you can see like oh my god all the lights click on but at the same time it's like going back to high school when you had to take your personality test to see which job you you matched with it's kind of like that too (laughs) yeah so I mean this in a way this class kind of is like that like (laughs) am I meshing into those pieces that's hilarious yeah but like about your your life purpose and your soul mission here (laughs) yeah how you can make that into your real life like your work and your career yeah and and like we've said probably hundreds of times at this point you don't have to be a part of any of these lineages to embody and show Mm -hmm. up in those spaces you can connect to these energies um because they are here for that reason they're here to show you the way to teach you things to help you heal yourself so you can still um, call on them to be a part of your experience. And sometimes when that happens, you might then also be a part of that lineage in the future. So your soul, because time and space doesn't exist. So all, everything's happening right here, right now. So even your future lives, you're still able to pull knowledge from that, which is still super weird to think about, but it's it's a reality, man. Like, (laughs) um, so you might also be drawn to these, these, nations they might be a part of your lineage now but they could be in the future so you are connecting to the energy because that's your next level of incarnation of understanding as well so there's all kinds of options as to why you would connect to the star nations that aren't a part of your lineage but why not connect to all of them and and really show up in fullness and like i don't i just I just love to be able to connect to anything. <laughs> I think it's just an awesome experience um, knowing the different reasons and, and why they are showing up here on earth and why we have come here on earth and how we can be a community working together instead of separate. Um, the duality and the unity work at the same time. They're literally <laughs> a whole part of this. Anyways, yeah. tangent over. All right. Um, so let's go talk about the Arcturians or the Arcturus. They are the pioneers. So we actually debated a lot about what to call them. 
um, because the Arcturians are super spiritual, intuitive, and intelligent beings. And coming here can be very uncomfortable for them. Um, they're usually like seventh dimensional beings, and we are in the third dimension, going into the fourth, sometimes fifth on this planet. <clears throat> so they who you are. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You could be on the 13th. Let's be real. Uh, yeah. Some, depending on which energy modality you work with too, you could be working in the 13th dimension. Like the Akashic records can be any of the higher dimensions. And I'm tapping into those things while I'm doing that. And you tap into other dimensions when you do your work. Um, we can, it, the more you connect to higher dimensional energy, the more it pulls you forward toward it. Um, it's kind of like a magnet. If it's like bringing you forward kind of thing, this is a whole other topic that we're going into. <laughs> I did this. I'm sorry. Um, so it needs to be talked about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it comes up, it needs to be shared. Yeah. And I mean, like thinking of, um, like ascended masters and, um, archangel energy and any other energies like the divine, um, animal kingdom, those are all in different dimensions than where we are And a dimensional energy basically just means a different frequency. This isn't like something that's like, it could be literally a different dimension where you can go into that and come back out, but it's also just a frequency of how things vibrate. And there is, it's, I see things on a timeline. Some people see them going up and down, no matter how you see it, it's just a different way of, um, interpreting and showing up in ways because of the path that you were on. I don't, this is my own personal opinion. 12th dimensional beings are not better or like we're not lower because we are third, fourth and fifth dimensional beings. We are on this path and purpose because we could have been seventh dimensional beings in a prior life or a future life, or maybe we're 10th dimensional beings in different lives. We're coming here to learn something in those third, fourth, fifth dimensions. And if we continue to connect into dimensions where we may have already lived or experienced things, that is just pulling us in and helping to expand the understanding of the third, fourth, and fifth here, mm -hmm. because we're pulling knowledge from those lifetimes or those experiences and helping the earth to understand those because we've already had those pieces. Those are the seeds that we're talking about. Is yeah. this making sense? I feel like I'm just like <laughs> going on a tangent. No, it's making sense because the way that, the way that I feel, I have these higher dimensional seeds, right? And because of that, once I activate those, once I'm awakened to that, once I'm in actually integrating and embodying all of that, mm -hmm. therefore my soul is literally vibrating and I'm seeing things and my perception changes, the things that I create, the ways that I create those actually raise beyond the fifth dimension. And like they're, so I'm like, I'm existing. And this is so many different people we're existing at inwardly at a different dimension, but we can't disregard the fact that this is still a third, fourth and fifth dimensions in a human experience. And so it's like, that's how we're shifting and raising the frequency of the earth and the ascension and everything else that we could talk and go in a wormhole about. <laughs> um, that's yeah. the way that I personally see that. So how do you see it? Like, is that, that accurate to you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think that's what I was trying to explain, but you did it in like three sentences and I did it in like 12. So <laughs> all needed, all needed because yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not yeah. even going to go into why it was needed, but it was <laughs> um, but so each of the different star nations, we will be explaining the dimensional energy they live in and this the dimension of the seed energy. Um, and that will maybe help to understand when you know what that dimension is about and why that we use that dimension it can help you to understand why you maybe connect into this thing or that thing, because that's actually a seventh dimensional or an eighth dimensional energy. It's going to help 
um, help you braid those and weave those things in, but also put pieces and puzzle pieces in so you know why you're doing this thing or that thing. Um, so just a little aspect there, bless you. Um, so with the Arcturians, um, being the pioneers, they, uh, really are masters of the mind and working with the mental energy, but they also help us to work with our energy bodies. They're really here to help us lay the groundwork of progression into the collective consciousness. So they're kind of like, I think of like a railroad and people that were building the railroad to get other places and to move our energy and understanding out farther from where we are now. They're kind of the building those roads and those pathways for us to be able to follow, to get us into that area. So they really work through, um, dreams and stellar operations, meaning like they're connecting into star energies and galactic things and the galactic consciousness to help us to get out there. So they work in the astrals a lot. And usually this is through the dream work because when we are dreaming, we're actually, our astral bodies are traveling to somewhere else and doing actual things, um, wormhole, uh, (laughs) and (laughs) they just help us to work within the framework of our energy bodies, which is a grid. Our actual bodies are grids. We'll talk about that more in the, in the grid keepers next week, but those grids are how Um, we are energetically moving the higher we work in our chakras, the actual higher dimensional energy we're working and the Arcturians give us the abilities and understanding of how to get into those upper places, I guess. That's amazing. It makes perfect sense. Cool. All right. So now we're going to talk about the Sasani. The Sasani are our reflectors and they're our reflectors because they're actually the next phase of humans. Um, the Sasani are actually the hybrids of, um, there's a hybridization program going on. This could be seen as some, um, conspiracy theory stuff, but we're going to do, we're going to talk about anyways, (laughs) because we got to make these things normalized. Um, so on earth right now, there's a hybridization program, um, that, um, one of the groups in the, the grid keepers are actually overseeing to make sure it is like above board, like within the galactic council, the light, um, the galactic light federations, like kind of rules and regulations. Um, but they're working with humans and high and the hybridization of us with Zeta reticulin. So Zetas are the grays. Um, and the Sasani are the iteration of that in the future. So the reason why they're the reflectors is because they're literally mirroring our future selves back to us. And they've come back to earth now to help us get to that point to show us the path and the way to get there properly. Uh, They're really about knowing the self. They're helping us to show up um, and be our best selves because they're showing us our best selves into the future. Um, They are really connected into the galactic pulse. So they really know how the world is moving and shifting because, well, they know it because they've already lived it. And like they've seen through the path, they have the knowledge of how to get to certain places. Um, Now, obviously, we know that free will and things change our decisions and the like lifetimes and how we go. And I don't think this is a control thing at all. I think the Sasani are just helping us to show up better to maybe get to this point faster because they've seen how long and arduous things can be. Um, they're really connected with the number three. Um, and in our society, threes are big in our mythology. Um, like the main mother crone, body, mind, spirit, how we show up in, you know, the father, son, Holy ghost, Trinity kind of thing. Like, oh, there's a lot of threes in the way that it is because they're harmonizing the thing. So the triangle is actually their symbol. 
Um, and I didn't know that until I started researching the Sasanis and getting more into their energy and feeling into it. Um, and Sasanis really just have this um, planetary connection between their planet, Sasani, Earth, and Sirius. They actually, that's the triangle that they create to help raise frequency. So that's why the triangle thing is also super important to them. Their ships are triangular. Um, but it's just really just like curiosity of self. They want us to dive deeper into who we are. So being the lighthouse to illuminate how we see ourselves in that mirror, instead of just seeing our flaws, which is very human of us, we actually see our abilities and how we're showing up and how we can do this better as well. So the Sasani are pretty cool. <laughs> and so, so needed. I know it's like a total mind fuck, to be honest. <laughs> it is. It really, it really is. is. But at the same time, we have to think of, like, can you just explain the dimensions real quick leading up to time and then when time stops being linear? Yeah. yeah. Give me one second. I have, I need a little visual cue for this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no wormhole deviations. <laughs> no, yeah. We're going to, we're just going to go straight with this. <laughs> Give me one second. I don't want to, this is very important information. I don't want to mess this up. Yeah. Totally um, understand. Because <laughs> it's so easy to like, I mean, obviously we have time and time is linear. It's how we do, like, we determine our days. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we reach a certain space in evolution, evolution, I guess, is like the best way to call it progression, I guess you could say, yeah. um, time does stop being linear. So time, there are realities when time is linear, but in the overarching theme of things, it's not linear, like Einstein was talking about. <laughs> um, all right. So in my belief system, my understanding, there are 12 different dimensions of energy, depending on who you talk to, there might only be seven or eight. There's someone's there's 144. There's, that's a huge debate in the spiritual community. So we're going to work in 12, 12 seems good. Cause 12 is one, one and two equals three. That's just, that's a three thing again. So we're going to run with that. <laughs> so first dimensional energy is called the unconsciousness. It connects into the mineral kingdom. So crystals can work in the higher dimensional frequencies, but their base understanding is first dimensional. This is really the knowledge of existence. So a lot of times um, these like first dimensional things don't really know they exist. They are just being, in fr- they are frequency. Um, this is part about genetic coding, like the, the understanding that our DNA is there. It's not, but it's not like um, intelligent. It, it does, does its job. It's doing the job that it's supposed to be here to do. So thinking of crystals in their frequency, they can help us move into higher frequencies, but they themselves are vibrating because they're, they do it because this is what they're, they're supposed to be doing. Um, so the second level of dimension is the subconscious, um, the like plants and lower animal kingdom. So think of things like slugs or mollusks or things like that, that, um, that have things and do things but they don't maybe have the mental or emotional bodies to work in. They're working more in the physicality in the um, fight, flight, freeze, like hindbrain kind of thing. Uh, They might not actually have the hindbrain. They might have just like the, the electrical impulses to move and do things. So think of plants. Plants are still intelligent AF. I mean, they literally like even um, thinking of mushrooms and mycelium, like the way they communicate is leaps and bounds more than how we communicate. They basically have made an internet of information under the ground and how they move and shift energy. It's nuts. 
So this is what I'm saying. Lower dimensional and higher dimensional are just different ways of seeing and working in energy. So I don't think this is the, the spiritual hierarchy thing that we talk about that being higher dimensional means you're higher. Stop. Um, <laughs> I will fight you all day long. I will go outside. Um, but <laughs> um, so the third dimensional energy is our physicality. So our physical bodies are third dimensional, um, higher animal and plant kingdoms, thinking of things like um, lion prides and elephants and cougars and anything that can have, like, I believe that animals have feelings and emotions and they understand things and they can feel fear. That's part of this, the next level of um, the hierarchy of animals. So the fourth dimension is where time really is more linear. So I, earth is more in that um, we have the physicality of third. We're also vibrating in the fourth of where time is linear, where we focus on time. We have these 24 hours a day, 60 minutes in every hour. We see things in these blocks of understanding. Um, this is also where the astral plane is. So when we dream, we go into the astral plane. When you think you astral travel while you're in meditation or whatever, that's also in this area. And this is where elementals are. So elementals are like dragons and fairies. And, and this, this is my, my belief of where these are at. They can also, so any, any beings I talk about can vibrate in higher dimensions. This is just where they start. So I do want to make that as a clarification that they're not just in the fourth dimension. They start here and can move up into higher ones, but they don't go lower normally. If that makes more sense. Yeah. Because uh, dragons like in on earth, they're not actual physical. They're not in the third dimension. They're in that fourth dimension, that astral level, <coughs> which is why, <coughs> excuse me, why we can't see them with our, our third dimensional eyes. Um, there <coughs> pause one second. I'm sorry. <laughs> Doesn't help if I drink something to clear my throat and it makes me choke on it. <laughs> um, apologies. So we see like the fairy realm or the, which is the air realm. There's also a fire realm and earth realm and a water realm. Mermaids are in the water realm. They're right outside of our dimensions. It's like this, like invisible veil between us seeing them. And that's literally what this is like Venusians, for example, they're part of our healers. Venusians live in the fourth dimension. That's why we can't see them, but they're on that planet all the time. So it's literally a, dif a difference of perception. Some of us are able to see through that veil and see these things. People that work with fairies can see into those dimensions because of they have that ability to work. And usually sometimes it's an invite into those dimensions with those beings. That's a whole other thing. But the fourth dimension is just where everything shifts into another understanding. So with fifth dimensional this is more about space. We think of time and space as being the same. They're actually a little bit different. So space is um, not thinking of like universe space, like plan planets and things like that, but more of distance and connection through literal space. Like you being in Florida and me being here, this is more six dimensional energy. We're able to communicate and feel energy. So in, in my eyes, in a way working with, um, when we're doing like, cause we're both Reiki practitioners. If we're doing a distance healing with somebody, um, we're eight, we're working in the fifth dimension because this is also where our higher self is. So this is, um, our higher selves working on our other higher self and that energy is being kind of transmuted down to our physicality. So things can trickle from higher dimensions into the lower dimensions and go from there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, cool. definitely. So also in the fifth dimension is where our past life information is stored. So it's held here, 
but it actually is accessed in higher dimensional energies depending on those experiences. So this is just where past life start and they move up and go into there. So in the fifth dimension of understanding, there's also no ego, there's no fear, it's unconditional love. And this is where the entrance to the Akashic records is, but the Akashic records are actually in higher dimensions. So I, I kind of see it as like um, different levels of clearance. The more clearance you have into those Akashic records into deeper pieces and aspects of yourself, and that's all the records are, is just all of your, your soul knowledge. The more you're able to move into those dimensions and work in those, the more you're able to access, the more it's like subconsciously kind of being held under lock and key. Once you get those keys and open it, it's like a freaking torrent of energy that comes through. <laughs> Um, so in the sixth dimension, this is where ascended masters are, where our guides are. This is the divine animal kingdom. So this is more of the spirit of animals. So this is where they're energetically able to work with us on the energy plane, not just the physicality plane. This is kind of where their higher selves maybe are accessed. Um, I never thought of it that way before. That's a, that's an interesting concept to think about. Um, but also we as souls can incarnate into animal bodies mm -hmm. in the third dimensional. So that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because animals experience the energy on earth differently. So that's also a thing that we can go into that, but in the sixth dimension, time and space does not exist. So if say you are, you're raising frequency, you are moving things. You could be working one moment in the sixth dimension where time and space doesn't exist. And then you are pulled back into the fourth dimension where time is linear. Mm -hmm. So in those moments where you go into like this hyper-focus, um, and you feel like no time has gone by, but four hours has gone by, you haven't taken a drink of water. You haven't eaten anything because you are so much in that moment, that sixth dimension but then you're pulled back into the, the fourth dimension because four hours have gone by and you're like, holy shit, it's getting dark. When did that happen? <laughs> like you can work and live and move in the different dimensional energies as you're not stuck into just one. Exactly. And when we, when we realize like, holy shit, it's dark outside. Oh my God, it's 11 o'clock at night. And then we come back, we come back really. Like that's what that is. Like we literally yeah. say, oh, okay, I'm back. It's because we're grounded in that third dimension is where that grounding really is. Yeah. We're tethered into this, but we can move and shift up into the higher. Totally. Okay. And right. It's just so fucking cool. I okay. <laughs> okay. This is, yeah, this has definitely been a wormhole, but <laughs> uh, it is for sure. All right. So moving into the seventh, this is where archangel energy or the concept of infinity, meaning the innate possibilities of the universe start in the seventh dimension. Moving into the eight, this is where sacred geometry really works, where um, really those frequencies and those grids of the earth and of the universe really come into play. And this is where multiple timelines kind of flow and move at every time. So every time we make a decision, we are flowing into a different timeline. And other timelines are sitting in the eighth dimension until you make a decision and could flow back in. It's literally like this. I see it like this, like three, four, five, six, seven, eight dimensions moving and timelines moving as we make decisions. I, I see everything as braids and weaving of energy and like things like that. So it's, I was washing dishes one day when that realization came on to me. So I literally saw like my, I made a decision and a new timeline came in and took over. And I was like, where'd this one go? And it's like, Oh, I'm still here. I'm just waiting for you. Like it's super wild. Yeah. Um, so moving into the ninth dimension, this is where um, your soul family or your soul pod really come into play where you can connect with that energy 
So a soul family basically is a group of souls that you have chosen to um, kind of um, travel with. So they might um, incarnate with you often. They might be guides on the other side, but they're always there supporting because you all have like a mission. So places like Lemuria, for example, they were working in my opinion, in the ninth dimensional energy when they were using like telekinetics and um, their intentions to raise and create buildings and spaces. And they would have literally groups of six, nine or 12 people that would work together and create community to be able to do these things and literally intentional. They would each be a piece of that puzzle. They had to have all those frequencies Mm -hmm. to create these things. Um, with the ninth and the 10th dimension, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the 10th and the 11th dimension, this is where collective consciousness, the Akashic records, all of these things are really fully held. Um, and then when we go into the 12th dimension, that's where source golden light energy, highest frequency and vibration is really going to be in that space. So we understand the lower dimensions more probably nine and under because we're still working and transferring and understanding those higher dimensions as earth beings. Um, so the more you work with these dimensional energies, the higher you work in your chakra system. Um, cause there are more chakras than seven. Um, we're not going to go into that here. That's actually a huge part of the class. We're going to go over so many things like this. Um, so that's just a, a deep slash not deep overview of dimensional energy. Yeah. Um, like yeah. you said, we're going to be going so much deeper. And one thing that can relate to the actual star nations, I remember you saying that Sasani is where a lot of the elementals and um, animals and they love variety. So they have a planet of variety. Oh. And this is where all of this is really from. That's Ap- Apollonian. So yeah, that's super oh, cool. Apollonian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Apollonians. Okay. And the next okay. ones we're going to talk about. We haven't gotten to them yet. Oh, no. <laughs> oh okay. So this is perfect. Going yeah. right into it. Yep. <laughs> So back to our star nations, this is the last one in our lighthouse um, archetypal energy, but they are called, I call them the muses because Apollonians show us how to show up in every aspect of who we are on their planet, Apollonia, um, which is in the Alpha Centauri star system. So super close to us. Um, they have different beings there that are, that are dwarves, that are gnomes, that are mermaids, that, um, they, and they incarnate into different bodies all the time. They never look the same. They might show up one day with um, red and purple hair. The next day they might have green skin. They don't care. They want to be and embody everything they want to whenever they want to. They don't like labels and they don't like to be kind of kept into one thing. They want to be able to expand. The more knowledge they have, the more they can change and shift and be, be literally be who they are. Um, so being that muse energy muses inspire us to do certain things. So they inspire us to show up as us. They inspire us to be authentically who we want to be. If you want to have purple hair one day and you want to have green contacts the next day and you want to wear stripes, it it doesn't matter. You don't have to be in a box on earth. You can show up in your fullness. You can show up with brown hair every day and you can show up in your weirdness and it's totally okay to be super weird and not care anymore. Um, (laughs) Because with those pieces, when you are an Apollonian and you are showing up every day, you are giving other people permission to do these things for themselves. So having those different, I never even thought of the different dimensional energy that they're pulling in here as well. See, Sarah, you're just pulling all this stuff out. Um, (laughs) Like... (laughs) 
things that I need to talk to the records about, about the Apollonians and connect with them um, even more to understand that. Yeah, that's good. I like that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I like how it goes so much, you know, it goes obviously into being different in how you show up in your appearances and everything, but also it's okay if you want to like you're working a job and it's okay if you just want to switch and get a different job. It's okay. If you want to switch relationships, if you want, like, I feel like polyamory and everything comes into here too. Um, We could go way off the deep end, but (laughs) it's like, it's okay to just be who you are and you can show up as that unapologetically, regardless of the, I, I really want to say like the third and fourth dimensional kind of constrictions that we place on on our society, really, no matter which culture you're from, there are expectations of you. And so releasing that and just showing up as you like, fuck, how does it get any better to be a lighthouse and to inspire people? Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Definitely. So anything else that you want to add about the archetypes? I don't think so. That was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We took some really good paths. I think that that's a perfect example of the, the difference that we can show up in. We don't have to just be one thing or the other thing. Lighthouses show us up, show us how to show up in all of us. Um, and not just pieces and parts that we feel that we deem are good. Lighthouses can also work in shadow. So this isn't just a healer thing. Like healers work in a lot of shadow, but lighthouses help us to illuminate those pieces and help us to feel safe in the parts that we have deemed or society has deemed as not good enough because those pieces, sweet souls are you. And that is okay to have these things, to be those things and to show up fully in embracing all of who you are. Um, Because really the shadow pieces of us are actually really beautiful healing moments and they're not bad things and they're not, they can be scary, but when we understand them and pull them into our light bodies, they can be so fucking powerful to be able to show up in those spaces. So that's it. That's the last thing I'll say. (laughs) Absolutely. And so with that, everyone, you know, this was the lighthouse. You can go back to the last episode and listen about the teacher archetype. um, And then go back to the episode before that for the healer archetype. The next episode will be all about the grid keepers, the ones who are here to move and shake shit up. Um, And so if any of this calls to you, just, you can head to herascensionstory.com slash school or thegroveapotheca.com slash um, star-school, correct? I think it's starseed-school. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and you can sign up for the Starseed School. We begin on October 2nd, um, 2021. If you are listening and it is next year, just you know, follow us on Instagram so you can hear about the 2022 announcements. Um, Ashley Delphine is at the Grove Apotheca and I am at her Ascension Story. And we would just be so excited to connect with you on this amazing, deep and inspiring soul level. So awesome. we'll chat soon. Bye everyone. Bye. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope that this episode has some way inspired you to take control, given you the tools to feel secure and on fire in your own independence, and help to unlock within you the impact that you're here to make. You're not born with a purpose. You're born as your purpose. It's already inside of you, and it's your responsibility in this life to live that in the truest way possible. If you've gotten any sort of value out of this episode, please share it so that we can together expand our inspiration and our impact in this world.